Thank you for tuning into the Taking Background podcast. This is a podcast about making a difference. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how real cultural change in your city won't happen unless you commit to your city. Let's go. What's up, everybody's? Welcome to Taking Background Podcast, where we equip men to be leaders in their life, their home, and their city, to leave a legacy and make a difference. Yes, to make a difference. Tonight, we're going to talk about putting down roots. Let's put down some roots. First, I feel like we need to start off, you know, much like we do most episodes, with an interesting story about one of us in particular, this one might. Why is the story always about me? Well, John, because, you know, when we're growing up, you just, you were really. I provided more ammo. You were really good. Okay. At, you know. So what do you got tonight talking about <laughs> so, putting down roots in our friendship going way back? Putting down roots. So friendship started, you know, way back in elementary school. And then as we grew up, you know, you got to do more fun things like go to a fair. Spokane. Okay. Spokane has a really fun fair that's... I've been you know, to a lot of them. Yeah. Because it's kind of grown into like a tradition with a lot of our oh, yeah. friend group oh, and yeah. stuff. We used to go as a big group and now families go and it's actually super fun. Anyways, this particular one, I believe we were 19-ish years old. Oh, no. I think I know where this is going. And... Uh, excuse me. And uh, we... Myself, my wife, my future wife, my then girlfriend, John, and our good buddy, James, decided we were going to go to the fair because James um, just got home from boot camp. So we were going to go have fun at the fair. And at the fair, there are amusement park rides. Well, before we talk about the amusement park rides, there's also fair food. (sighs) Delicious fair food. Delicious fair food that... (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I, I definitely remember that it was probably like at least an elephant ear, you know. Yeah, I think there might have been like an like an Italian sausage, like the New York sausage mm, dog. Those I'm are good. Pretty sure, or like one of the big cubes of curly fries yeah, or something. Yeah, there was something else at work. But me having a girlfriend, obviously, I was going to ride a ride with her. Mm-hmm. This particular ride. Uh, spins around and it's called the zipper ah, for the those zipper. of you yeah, who have so been. Picture like a <clears throat> like a cylinder type thing. Is. If you don't know what the like zipper is, just look it up cages. online. So this sick. thing is moving while the cages spinning are like flipping. It's actually really, really, it was a really, really fun ride. I can't do it anymore now because I have. Because I ruined it for you? No, I just have a terrible stomach. Constitution. I can't do it. I can't. That one. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story because now John has pushed me that far. Okay, so we get on this ride, and it's a great ride. John and James are in the same cart. My soon-to-be wife and I yeah, are tell in it the from cart. your perspective first, then I'll tell it from okay, mine. Okay, from yeah. my perspective, we are a cart behind them. Luckily, not right behind them because midway through the ride, I just hear James start just, No! No! Out the what? Out the side! No! And John proceeds to vomit all over inside this ride that's spinning. Yeah. So I think like right before that, and 
<laughs> Stephanie at the time, like she was on like a roll, like we need to go ride to ride <laughs> oh, to ride to ride. My wife loves amusement and rides. Yes. <clears throat> I had just gone on the Ring of Fire with you guys right before, and oh, yeah. I was feeling rough i was feeling pretty rough maybe <laughs> looking a little pale in the peer face pressure. and yeah and so like the hard thing about friend groups at that age is <laughs> peer pressure exists and so so stephanie wanted to go on this like ride on the zipper and i felt the pressure to go right. when every warning alarm in my body <laughs> was saying like don't do it and so like james and i get in there and I think after like the first revolution around, I was like definitely feeling it. And the only thing that I remember from that is getting punched in the arm like <laughs> 15 <laughs> times by James uh, as we were spinning around and like oh, literally was just no. going everywhere uh -huh. from the centrifugal force. So, <gasps> yeah. And that's the nice thing about putting down roots in a community is that your amazing friends that you build these relationships with right. uh, never have this forget. kind of ammo. So they never forget. On a future episode, I will have to return the favor <laughs> now and uh, bring up a couple of the gems I have there with Mr. No Thomas ammo on over me. here. So, anyways, uh, yeah. If that story disgusted you, and for whatever <laughs> reason you want to give us your thoughts, yeah, give us a call, 509-906-3122, or send us an email to takingbackgroundspokane at gmail.com. And as always, please like, share, subscribe, subscribe, get the word out there. Uh, we want to get as many people as possible listening to our shenanigizing. Yeah. Tonight's Bible verse will be taken from Jeremiah... 29, 4 through 7. <clears throat> Hope you're ready for it. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith Thus the Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Mm, I like the end of that. What do you like about it? Pray, well, pray, pray for it, because in its welfare, you will find yours. Mm -hmm. So I think that's great, especially if you feel like you're living in a state that has a little bit stricter mandates than yeah. others. Well, and I think like culturally what we're watching in America right now is that the nation no longer reflects Christian values anymore. And essentially, if you are uh, the head of a family wanting to live out those kind of values, you end up feeling like you're in exile. Mm -hmm. And so essentially, not all the parallels completely apply, but essentially we can feel like how the Jews felt when they were exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Often that can be a similar to experience culturally to what's going on today. And it's interesting because of what God said to the Jews in that day, you know, for how they were supposed to handle that. And it was put down roots in Babylon. Yeah. Not long for Jerusalem, not long for something else, but put down roots in their city. And, and it's interesting because like in doing that, they were supposed to seek the welfare of the city that doesn't reflect its their values at all. But in doing that, 
they would bring about their own welfare. So um, something that we talk about in every episode is being a leader in one aspect, whether it's in your life, in your home, or in your community. And tonight, like we're going to talk about the, the biggest aspect of being a leader in your community is knowing that this isn't going to happen overnight and you're going to have to put down roots if you're going to want to affect change. Invest in your community. Mm-hmm. And I think that like a common joke here, because we're in Washington, which is a fairly <laughs> liberal state, and the common joke yes. is, because uh, we're right close to the Idaho border, is Ugh, I just need to uproot my family and move to Idaho. Just move or, to Idaho. Or let's move to Texas or let's move to Montana or some other place. And it's interesting because, I mean, I think the reason that people are doing that is they want to live in a community that reflects their values. Their values. Yeah. Uh, but instead of doing the hard work to build a community that reflects their values, they're wanting to move to a place where people are already have that. And then when they get there, they don't do the work to change those things. And yeah. so that's where, like, often we see people moving from other states like California or um East coast states, you know, or various places to, uh, areas that maybe have more freedom, but then you find in time as more of those people move, the culture actually changes to reflect the places yeah. that it came from. And so when we talk about the culture war that we're in, the most important thing that we can do is actually build that ourselves and not try to rely on other people. I mean, do you think that's fair? I think so, but it also requires something that people don't like to do nowadays, which is work. Mm-hmm. You have to invest in building relationships with your neighbors and building relationships with your just community around you, whether it be, you know, at your kid's school or, and it's sometimes it's super frustrating to try to find parents of kids that go to that schools and, and build that yeah. relationship. But in the end, it's the only way that you can affect the change that you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the only way, but it's one really good way because you have something in common. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think you bring up a good point there. I mean, what, what's the difference between just living somewhere and building community somewhere? Well, just living somewhere is is somewhere where you don't have to put in a lot of work. It's like, I mean, everybody I know has wanted to move to Idaho because of the gun control laws, because of the taxes, because of all these things. But like we've already said, it's already established. So they want to move there because that way they don't have to necessarily vote if they feel like, oh, it's just another thing to fill out. Or they don't have to put in any work. They don't have mm-hmm. to do any lag work to make change mm-hmm. because the change that they want is already there instead of putting in work. But it's not going to stay there because that like cultivates that laziness yeah. where they're not taking their children alongside them and like teaching them how to build community. Yeah. And in doing that, like their children often won't build that same community that their parents were trying to flee to. Um, I think like so often uh, conservatives want to preserve, you know, what's left, Mm -hmm. you know, of like the old culture, but they don't want to like actively build that culture. Yeah. They just want to be lazy and that, and that's why they're losing. Yeah. And so if we have any hope of building like Christian culture, like that's something that we need to be active in. And one of the best ways to like do that is to build that friend group mm-hmm. of people that you can do life with. Um, I, 
I used to, before moving out here into the country, lived in a pretty suburban, you know, neighborhood. And it's interesting because so many people, like there was a ton of people living in that community and you'd see them around like five, six o'clock at night. They'd like drive up in their car, press their garage door <laughs> opener, drive into their garage and then like a castle drawbridge being lifted <laughs> their garage door closes yeah. and they are in their fortress for yeah. for the night and there's there's this like all these people living in this community but they're only like in and amongst themselves and there's no actual community there yeah so like relationships in all this like matter more than anything and so like building relationships with your neighbors is huge yeah. in this. And it's super awkward when you first start out. I mean, yeah. Um, one of the things that, especially for guys, Oh man. One of the things that my wife loves to do, especially around Christmas time is she makes like whatever treats, baked treats, baked goods, something for um, our neighbors and our kids. Um, and us, we go caroling and we hand out things to the neighbors which for me is super awkward. I feel very, very uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but my kids but your love neighbors it. appreciate it. My kids love it and my neighbors love it. And um, there have been a couple of times where um, we have some older neighbors um, around us and they're just, they're just so happy, especially mm -hmm. to see the little kids singing mm -hmm. and um, just even to receive a gift. And last year with COVID and everything, we were really, we're like, oh man, I don't know if we should go door to door, maybe knock and then sing and then see if they'll receive. Um, but we got the opportunity to knock on a neighbor's door whose wife um, is battling some sort of illness. And um, so when we got to the door, we knocked and we weren't sure if we should, being that it's COVID. And so we started to sing um, for him because obviously she couldn't um, get out of her, her bed that was in the living room. And he just ushered us in. And we were able to sing to her. The kids were able to sing and mm -hmm. she was so happy. Mm -hmm. And her husband was just like, oh, thank you so much. This was great. And do they have like a relationship with you now to a certain extent? To a certain extent, yeah. Whereas before we would just drive by and not really wave or anything. We smile and wave at each other. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're just off like three houses down from our corner. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, as I'm mowing or whatever, it's not really that yeah. close but as we drive by and we see him out in the yard you know it's always a wave and a smile and yeah um, so, so it's good to cultivate yeah. like those relationships with neighbors and i think like beyond that like deep friendships are necessary next door neighbors the johnsons okay talk about that i'll talk about the johnsons because they're great um they uh they moved in probably a year after we did and they have a family which made it very easy because our kids would play together and whatnot um but they they were the they were the type of people that I wish that I was because he's very engaging mm -hmm. and um can engage you in conversation and keep you going for a while. He mm -hmm. can he can talk a lot and then same with his wife. It's very engaging and so we were able to cultivate a relationship. Started playing. Found out they like to play games. We like to play games. We're able to play games a few times and it's amazing when you just take those steps. Mm -hmm. what what could actually happen with complete strangers that live mm -hmm. next door yeah so it, it it's been a really great yeah yeah and it's good because like that's not something that happened overnight that's something that took like oh time yeah. yes and <clears throat> like i i truly believe that the only way we're going to see any cultural change is if we commit to 20 30 40 50 you know years of mm -hmm. adulthood of living in a community 
building friendships with like-minded people. Um, like most of our close friends, if we're honest, are probably from our church. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those people have been here and lived here and we've known for 20, 30 years now. Has it been that long? I'm not that old. That's true. It has been for reals. Yeah. And <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah. And it, and it's interesting because when you have that kind of depth with other people, mm-hmm. they're like, we had a friend whose mom just passed mm-hmm. uh, this week and we've been friends with that family for, you know, years and years. Uh, this individual was a groomsman in both of both you know, our weddings. Our weddings I was a stuff. groomsman and, in his. Yep. And, and it's interesting because like we're actually able to like walk with our friend, yeah. you know, as, as, as we're going through that because of that versus that like awkward when you hear of a coworker that you don't really know that, you know, went through a loss, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, but you can't really do anything beyond that. Like, yeah. you know, we're actually able to like talk about real things, uh, type friends. And, and it's interesting because like the more people like that, that we cultivate like in our lives, um, uh, and build these relationships with, uh, the more of us we can get on a similar path forward. Yeah. And in doing that and living the kind of life as neighbors that Jesus would call us to be, which is, you know, being selfless and putting other people first and um, building strong families where husbands and wives are, um, are locked in together and raising children to follow Jesus. Um, And the more attractive that is to other people, other people will join into that. Um, the hope is that in our community, like there might be things that we don't like now, but the more people we're living life with um, in a Christ honoring way that over time laws that are in the community that don't reflect Christianity would be overturned that the, the politicians in the community that are governing the city, uh, the new ones that would be elected, you know, would reflect the values. Um, I mean, it's hard because we live in a culture that's opposed to the values that we want to uphold. And so many different variants of Mm -hmm. so many different extremes one way or the other. Yeah. And so it's interesting because uh, there's this line from a really popular show uh, that talks about like when winter comes, like the, the lone wolf won't, you know, will die off, but the pack survives Mm -hmm. and in that like that community that's being built as like culture is waging a war against us like the more of us that are together Mm -hmm. in our community like we can resist things together i think that's why like talking about like the need for like a stronghold to exist um, as things get worse culturally for christians um, before the tide can turn and go the other way, which we believe, um, what you and I believe about Jesus being King, like we mm-hmm. believe that culture will turn again, um, as Christ's kingdom grows in the earth. But essentially there, there's, there needs to be that fortress in a community, mm-hmm. which often is found in the church, but a church isn't a building. It's the relationships it's the yep. and the people. Um, and, the main weapon that we have as Christians in that the last bastion that we have for this culture mm-hmm. that we're trying to build, I think, hold on, is our before, before we move, move on, you need to explain what a bastion, what a bastion is. is. It's very Lord of the Rings esque. Okay. Terminology. 
let's see here. A bastion is a projecting part of a fortification built at an angled the line of a wall so as to alter defensive fire in several uh, directions uh, so that's one definition okay so I a like very like, like warfare yeah, very much warfare um and another definition of it is an institution place or person strongly defending or upholding particular principles attitudes or activities boy that seems fairly practical for today how so for our lives, because each one of us as a Christian in our community, mm-hmm. in our place of work can be a, a very small, a very small bastion. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not going to be like this giant wall while we're by ourselves, yeah. but when you start cultivating those relationships, start cultivating those friendships. Yeah. And that's where I feel like that, that place is our home. Yeah. Because instead of living a life where your home is closed, like your home is open, like to game night with your neighbors or to having like a neighborhood barbecue or people knowing that if they show up and knock on your door, you're not going to greet them with like a a stone face and a shotgun. Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) That, that you're a hospitable person. And I think that's one of the, the main weapons in our arsenal in this culture war is our hospitality yeah i would think you so. know and, and it's so like counterintuitive to what what people would think but i mean what it what it really is is like welcoming people into our lives yeah being open to people i'm not gonna like talk about like your life uh, you know and living like a, a traditional judeo-christian you know traditional family if and if i don't have any ground to speak negatively about it because i walk into your home and see how well you love your wife and kids and how how much of a blessing your wife is you know to to the family and how how amazing like the kids are and you know yeah. just like being like a blessing yeah you know in the family like the the less room i have to say anything about that then I'm not going to be able to. And that's, that's getting upstream culturally. People might rail against that, but if they don't have anything negative to say, or they have to like create these negative things like, Oh, look at that dad. He's reading books to his kids. (laughs) That's negativity I want. That's what I yeah. want to hear. I mean, there's all I these mean. like articles out there about like the, the what we need to do. The right thing is to lower the bar uh, so that we all can be equal. And it's like, no, we need to raise the bar yes. as fathers to make sure that our children and our grandchildren and our great grandchildren have the best legacy that we could give them. Yeah to build community. And if we take like having relationships, because there's so many other things that we could be talking about and talking about that are aspects of building what we want to build. And we'll talk about those in other episodes, but the, the fortress that you need to have is actually having friendships with, with other people. So, I mean, I, I can think of a thousand instances in my life where being back here in Spokane has hugely benefited me. Uh, being around 
Christian community in my life has brought me back from the brink um, at some points. And I'm, I'm sure you could say the same oh, thing. Yeah, for sure. Just big shout. Almost said it. Don't want to say it. But don't want to say shout reason, out. Don't want to say shout out. Uh-huh. Watching I don't want to say watching the episodes. Anymore. Shout out has been used way too much, but now we're focusing on it. So it's great. Cultivate. We're going to move build. to like a we're masonry analogy Ooh, as opposed yes. to a gardening analogy. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I do like the lattice though. Anyways, we're going to move on from that. Yeah. But no, my wife alone, um, at being uh, my best friend, um, was able to uh, mm-hmm. keep me from falling off the deep end when we were friends, not even before we were mm-hmm. um, love partners. Love partners? I don't know. Married. Married? Gosh, that's wow. probably better, I know. It's inappropriate. All right. Let's move on. You're always inappropriate. <laughs> I am. I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> After uh, oh, it's terrible. 25 years of friendship. Holy smoke! Should we shut? We're gonna shut this down. Let's 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 end this one. Before I get a chance to tell an embarrassing story about you, shut it. It's coming. (laughs) Thank you for listening. It's time to regain the initiative and make a difference in your life, your home, and your community. Let's take that ground. Yeah.